from Sports Radio 92.7. WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations. Because great radio is still fresh the second time around. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show. He's coming in with, uh, you know, his hair on fire. Um, and, you know, he's, he's a quiet guy. Doesn't say a whole lot, but... But you can just feel the confidence uh, when he walks through the locker room, when he walks on that practice field, um, the way that he moves in the pocket and his, uh, his ability to find the open receiver and, and kind of like, uh, you know, really just delegate and, and kind of lead uh, the offense and the team. Um, you know, you don't see that in a lot of guys. You know, very few guys have that ability, um, but especially not in a rookie. So um, it just makes us all as a team individually just so excited to get back to work and and be around him and um you know i I think it's gonna be a special year panthers wide receiver adam thielen on the gojo podcast with mike golick jr mike golick jr will be talking panthers college football and probably some sort of food items with us today at nine o'clock on the mac and bone show looking forward to that he is always uh, a fun guest and i learned something i listened to that interview uh, that Golick Jr. did with Adam Thielen. Uh, Thielen is playing in the uh, celebrity golf tournament out there at Lake Tahoe this weekend. And I didn't realize he's a scratch golfer. I mean, I know he was talking with JJ on Cart Talk a little bit about golfing. Yeah. But he was kind of being self-deprecating, so I didn't realize how good he was. Uh, Golick Jr. was talking to him about it. He finished fourth in this event last year. Oh, wow. Like, he is a contender, Bone. He is a contender to win the tournament this weekend uh, out there in Lake Tahoe. Well, that gives me a reason to watch. There right? you go. Lock in and, our guy, on, and root on our Adam guy, Thielen this our, weekend. Our guy trying to get a dub-dub? I like it. <laughs> That's right. And by the way, every player on this team says something similar. We You, we, you heard from Miles Sanders earlier. Um, and they talk about... You know, it's kind of the Brian Burns was the first one that. Well, actually, Xavier Woods was the first one to say it. They all talk about a confidence with humility. You know what I mean? And they all phrase it a different way. You know, Brian Burns, I forget what his whole thing it was. Hmm. Humble, but he knows he's the bleep or something, right? It was that one. It was that one. Is what Brian Burns said. Yeah, it was just something along those Everyone ones. has their own way of saying it. Uh, it's just a quiet confidence. He has a swagger without really. Having an ego like LeBron. You know what I mean, basically. Mag, so. Adam Thielen told, uh, was on Pat McAfee in February talking about his potential future as a pro golfer. Like, that's how serious he like, Oh, so you knew about it. See, I didn't no, know no, about I'm, just, I'm looking at it right oh, now. Oh, you Googled I, it. I Googled oh, okay. Adam Thielen golf, and it comes up. He did an interview after he signed, or right before he signed here with Pat McAfee, where they talked about his future as a pro golfer. So oh, that's pretty cool. There's I didn't something know that. there where he might be thinking along the lines after – he plays. He might go the uh, Tony Romo route. There. there, there you go. Not bad. Or, uh, an attempt at it. Right? Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. It. Um. We need him to play well on the football field. All that stuff's nice, but we need him to play well on the football field. Which brings us, Bone Man. And I, I I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I, I had a moment of weakness. I was trying Bone to get to training camp before we did our first bold predictions Panther segment. Usually there'll be two or three different segments throughout the summer leading up to the season where it's like, all right, let's talk bold predictions. What do you think? Uh, shoot your shot. What do you think has a, you know, 
has a chance of happening that would shock the heck out of people, whether it's player accomplishments, team accomplishments, whatever. Uh, I broke down bone. We're doing it today. <laughs> I got to talk Panthers. I got to hear what people think is a viable, bold prediction. So share them with us. On that text line, 704-570-9610. Give us your bold predictions. What's a, what's a stat line a player could put up for the season? What's something the Panthers can do as a team that you think people aren't expecting, but you think this has a shot of happening with this team? So, Bone, start us off. I know yeah. you have to have a short list over there. Give yeah, me, I give do. Give me one or two of, like, of, of your boldies. But here. I wanted to start kind of... Small. I didn't want to go for the boldest. Okay, so my okay. first one is the Carolina Panthers, the 2023 roster will have 10 players that garner Pro Bowl consideration. Consideration? Consideration. I'm oh, not saying okay, they're all okay. good, but hear me out, though. When you look at the roster, I think Icky's going to have a big time year. You've got, I think Miles Sanders is going to put up some pretty good numbers. Jeremy Chin, I think he's going to blossom. Then you've got, you got Horn, Brown, Burns, Luvu. But the special teamers, Hecker, Jansen, Sam Franklin, almost made it last year. I'm not saying they're all going to make the Pro Bowl, but I think there's at least 10 right there of guys that I think are going to have years. Consideration. Consideration. Okay. When you, when you count the special teamers as well, and they I, are people as well, and they are friends as well. They are. I went, uh, I had a Pro Bowl one. That I think Icky's going to have a pretty big time year here. I had a Pro Bowl one that I put down. Uh, Derek Brown and Horn both okay. making their first Pro Bowls. I don't there know you. if that's really that bold either. But I think the Avero defense, I think both those guys can be even. How about this one as a bold one? J.C. Horn plays all 17 games. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling. I have a feeling he is angry. I have a feeling he's tired of hearing this stuff. Plus, again, I can't say it enough. Unless you think his bones are made of paper mache, like it's just kind of an unfortunate thing that he broke a bone in his hand and his foot in each of his first two seasons. Um, I think he is annoyed by the talk. Of him being injured, then he then he got injured in in uh, OTAs and they shut him down and people talked even more. Just taking a little shot at it, it feels like that's a bold one. It feels like most people wouldn't bet on that. Yeah, all, every game. Yeah, that's, that's, that's I think that is yeah, for a change. Yeah, that, that's that's bold. Every game, that's bold. How about this? J.C. Hormack will not only play every game, as you said. But he will also start in the Panther playoff game at home. There you go. Wow. Against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, there you go. You got the Panthers winning Panthers, the division. Panthers win that South. They I host, win in the South, too. They win that, that South. Both? They host a playoff game. You got to think, all right, well, Philadelphia wins the, the East. We'll, we'll see what happens. Dallas wild card. I think it's Panthers hosting a team they own in the postseason. The Dallas Cowboys. At the bank. Oh, yeah. Bring them on the postseason. That regular season game looks kind of daunting. But bring them on in January, baby. Uh, Mac and Bone with you. All right. So it's the first installment. There will be others to come, right? We'll get into camp and we'll kind of start to see who's doing what. And then we'll probably shift our bold predictions over to this. But right now, at this point as we sit, week and a half or so out from camp, Give me a bold prediction for the Panthers or a Panther player. 704-570-9610. Now, what do you think about this one? I think our much maligned group of pass catchers, I think is going to be a very solid collective. Like, I agree there's not a DJ Moore. There's not a that dude, right? But I honestly think we go pretty deep with guys that I trust to have solid seasons. So how about this one? Six different players have 500 
plus receiving yards. So I'll go I'll go with Hurst and Sanders. Hurst and Sanders out of the backfield because we've already heard Reich talk about how they want to make him a three-down back again and use him in a passing game. And then you go with four of the wide receivers, Thielen, Chark, Mingo, mm. and TMJ. Probably not, not likely, not I like but it. Like, I can see just this total like sharing of the pass-catching responsibilities where no one has like, I don't think anybody goes 1,000. Do you? I don't think they're you set know? up. That, they're not set up that way. Can you check that thermostat, Matt? You just got a little boulder up in here. <laughs> How about this? If they do win the South, like, I, I don't think that's the boldest prediction. But if the Panthers are just such a much better product than a year ago, I think Frank Reich is going to be in consideration for NFL Coach of the Year. I think that's going to be a thing that we're going to talk about during the season. If they go, if they win the division, yeah, yeah, it's hard to He's predict. It's, it's hard to predict wow. the entire league because we don't know who's going to all of a sudden leap up there for that award. But I think Frank Reich. It's not the boldest. I'm not saying outright he's going to win it. I'm not that bold yet. We got more to go with these segments. But I think Frank Reich, if they, because they're going to compare it to where they were with Matt Rule, right? The comparison of where they're going to be compared to where they were is going to get him some run for that. I feel like you're easing into bold. You're not really got, you know what I mean? You're going like possibly like, well, I did just say they may have 10 pro bowlers. The first one. No, you said consideration. Well, no one one really ever gets 10. I can't just outright say 10. All right. You want me to be bold? They're getting nine pro bowlers. (laughs) That's pretty bold. Yeah, that's pretty bold. What about this one? You talk about coaches getting honors. I don't know if this is a good thing or not. But, like, I, first of all, just a regular prediction, I think there's a very good chance Averro is a head coach next year at this time. But what, be bold, uh. what if we win the division, Bryce Young has a good year, the defense has a good year, and Averro and Brown both get hired? Woo. It's probably not ideal, Ooh. right? But that's a bold prediction. Both those guys have interviewed Averro multiple times. Brown is interviewed for a head coach already. They're already on the radar if we if we have good a good season, are we in jeopardy of we're definitely jeopardy losing one both? I don't yeah, know. It's possible, but they but there's also if they lose, you know, Josh. There's a lot of guys too that are on this staff that are also going to move up. They, they're they're yeah. set up they're set up well. I think if guys do leave, they know that there's Josh McCown's going to move up in the offensive role. There's things here all over the place where they they're ready for that. Bold predictions here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Send yours in 704-570-9610 on Panther Bold Predictions. Yes, on the WFNZ text line. How about this? Brian Burns, 18 sacks. <laughs> That's bold. Alright. I can see that you're responding to me accusing you of not being bold enough. This is like a game of tennis now. I wasn't bold enough. Now serving Matt. 18 sacks for double B. He has a monstrous year. Multiple people and he catches a touchdown pass this year. Okay. That in there. Even Pep couldn't do that. Multiple people say Luvu uh Pro Bowl. He's got to get more respect. Like last year, he had a season that should have had him in consideration, I, 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 and no one considered him. I, I think that's a good one. I but, agree. Uh, on but that. I do think that's a good bold prediction, just like I went with Horn and Brown getting in there. All right, let's read some more of these texts. People do think what the, they don't. They think the segment's too pie in the sky. This texter says, "What's this imaginary segment I'm listening to?" James from Maiden, who of course is going to be cranky. He doesn't want to hear Panther optimism. He's probably allergic to it, right? He says, if a frog had wings, it wouldn't bump its ass on the ground when it hopped. Listen, this is not a segment for you, James or Maiden. This is not a segment for you. Why don't you just go, I don't know, read some Duke basketball recruiting class of 2042 notes or something. <laughs> like, seriously. Hey, well, go obsess on. over that hey, for just wait, a hey, segment hey, hey, and hey, let us do hey, this, bro. Hey, fella. 
They don't have any commits for that class yet, all right? They're, not <laughs> yeah, they're closing uh, in on four someone, or five stars someone at won- the age of two. They're working on 2020. <laughs> they're working on 2026. Actually, that wouldn't be possible. Those um, kids aren't even alive yet. Someone says they're going to one-up my bold <laughs> Frank Reich prediction, Matt. They think that Frank Reich wins the Coach of the Year award. But at a press conference after the fact... Matt Rule takes credit for the award. I mean, Frank Wright did a nice job, and you know he's coaching. He did a really nice job. They won more games, but I mean, I feel like I kind of like, that you know, good. like, you ever set a tone? I, I kind of set the tone a little bit there. Yeah, you know, that one is good. Now, uh, I got yeah. Giant Willie fan says Bryce, okay. 4,000 yards passing. Mm. Another one says Bryce, 30 combined touchdowns running and passing. Mm. Now, I wouldn't Ooh, say nice. I wouldn't say those things are likely, but again, that's what this is about. This is bold predictions, right? Yes. Like it's not supposed to be likely. It's supposed to be something you think can happen that others don't see coming. So I would think I would think he's got a chance of being closer to the touchdown one. I just don't think, Bone, this is going to be an aerial assault. I think it's going to be a run and a defense, a play-action pass game. And I think Bryce will make timely plays. Like, I think he'll have a few game-winning drives. Like, you're like, holy crap, that kid's a rookie. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's going to be 40 passes a game. You know, very 30, often. 3,500 passing yards, I think, would be, That'd be pretty damn a goal. Good. Out, yeah, obviously, if they get it. I don't think their goal is for Bryce to throw for four. I don't think that's the way they're going to try to manage it to start the year. They're going to run the ball. And again, I don't think they're going to force it. I don't think they're going to have Bryce just swinging it all over the yard. I think they're going to be conservative a little bit, and they'll eventually get to the point when they can get to a 4,000-yard season. Someone says the Panthers start 2-0, and and in the press box on that Monday night when the Panthers are about to beat the Saints, Matt goes down with chest pains. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I don't live to see the rest of the season. I'm so stunned. No, they didn't say that. They oh, okay. didn't say that. They said you get back up. But <laughs> App State Andrew, you talk about bold. TMJ scores 20 touchdowns. Mm. <laughs> mm. Terrence I mean, Marshall Jr. That mm. is beyond uh that is beyond bold, my friend. Dear God. Dougie Fresh has Sanders 1000 rushing and 500 receiving. I think that's Oh. Like I'm not saying I bet money on that, but that's a good bold prediction cuz don't you think he's going to get 1000? Yes. And yes. I do think their their plan is to use him as a receiver. I just said earlier, I think he can be one of the guys to get over 500 yards. So, yeah. Let, I, let's I, see his a good stat. bold predictions. He's done that. He's uh, He went eight, in his rookie year, he went 818 rushing, and he went 509 passing. He's got it in his bag. It's just a matter of how receiving, much usage receiving, he yeah. gets in the receiving yeah. game. Yep. You know, is what the question is. And with is. the way we just said, Mac, about the offense and – being a little conservative and not having Bryce force it, well, that's going to go to the offensive line and the ability to run the football and have some simplified stuff, whether it be Hayden Hurst feeling over the middle or Miles Sanders. I think Miles Miles Sanders, Max, 50 catches again? What about that? What about that bold prediction? I like it because you know they intend to use him that way. He has not been used that way in a few years. Uh, what else do we have here, Bone? Panthers sweep the division. That's from Conspiracy Mike. I think I picked them four and two in the division, but that's a good bold prediction. You're obviously like not it. talking about them sweeping, you know, the uh, NFC East yeah. or the NFC North or something like what that. About Miles so that's a Sand- good bold effort. Miles Sanders, 15 total touchdowns. 
Is that bold or high? It's kind of high. But it's bold. It's supposed to be bold. Don't let me discourage the boldness. I didn't go bold enough. (laughs) I didn't go bold enough for your needs. And then, then I give you some where I get a little bolder. Yeah. I'm sorry. Be bold, young man. Now I'm now too bold. You let me know where you want me in the bold. Be bold, young man. That's on me. Uh, Multiple textures, including Colby, saying Burns leads the league in sacks. He's got to get someone on the other end that is a threat, right? So that you can't completely slide protection his way. Um, they're always going to slide it his way. But he just needs a little help on the other side. But I like the bold prediction. Uh, my favorite text, though, is Bryce Young. Bold prediction. By week eight, Bryce Young is magically six foot two and 230 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's the boldest yet, baby. Someone says, Mac, bold prediction, Mac verbally assaults multiple texters after Bryce struggles week one and the tank for Drake May campaign begins on the text Oh, line. how dare you? How dare you even text that, sir? Uh, bold prediction, J.J. Jansen is inch perfect on every snap. Every one. long snap is not even bone and a half inch out of place. Hasn't he missed one his entire career? That's what I'm saying. But like, this is like, a, like I'm not talking bad snap where it goes badly. I'm talking about bone. It is on the money. Just right there. Right bullseye. You know what I mean? bullseye. Bullseye every snap. Is he happy that I said this, or do you think he's afraid I'm Matt cursing him right now? Do long snappers, <laughs> do long snappers say bullseye? Like when JJ gets the print, does he go, bullseye? Yeah, what does he say? I would say that if I was JJ Jansen. I'd be a bullseye guy. All right. Yeah. All right. All right, Flanner. That doesn't sound that cool. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a bull, You know what I'm saying? Like, you like bullseye. All right. No, nothing. I'm <laughs> not feeling that one, man. Really? I'm not feeling it. No. What would you say? I would say, got him. No? Is that not good? <laughs> Flounder, All right, please. anyway. Listen to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from 6 to 10. Instant replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This instant replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show. It's Weston Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ talking Hornets Summer League Salty Pirate wrote in. Hornets Summer League performance is proof. They have a long way to go. How they may be in the running for the number one pick next year. I don't know if I go that far. I hope not, to be honest with you. There's a lot of guys out there that won't be playing uh, significant minutes. That'd be another injury-laden season. That'd be really disappointing. Really not a ton of internal improvement. But he's actually not far off based off what a lot of national NBA pundits are expecting from them. You've seen this. Have you seen some of the over-under totals from, for instance, Matt Moore of the Action Network? Actually watches the Hornets a lot compared to other NBA pundits. And he had their over-under, just his own, because he works for the Action Network, so it's going to be gambling-based sure. in some of this. And he had, I think, something like 27 
like it was last year, maybe maybe 30, but it was low. And everybody was quote tweeting it and responding to it said, man, this is way low. Did you guys watch what the Hornets were doing last year? That Miles Bridges didn't play a single possession. LaMelo Ball only played 36 games. He had so many different injuries. It can't be that bad. I'll knock on wood. I will, because I understand that I don't want to tempt fate. Mm -hmm. It's not like (laughs) we've had an abundance of good luck. So I I get, I technically, yes, I guess it could get worse, but goodness gracious, that would be amazing in an awful way. If it got any worse compared to what we had last year, it's only, it only can get better on an injury standpoint. Yeah. I see their over under win total at 31 and a half. And I mean, to me, if they come back fully constructed and if you get miles uh, at the level close to what he was before he left, I would like to think that they could get more than 31 and a half wins. We always feel like Vegas knows more than what we know. So I think that's a, a bit low for the Hornets as well. Well, and they do this. Remember the last couple of years, maybe even the last three years of Borrego's tenure, Borrego had them reach the over and So this happens with Charlotte because of what teams just think of them. They might not be great, but they're a little better than what the expectations might say. For instance, here we are talking about them competing for a play-in spot, right? You just said the over-under is set at 32, 31 and a half. 31 and a half. The 10 seed last year in the Toronto Raptors, they were 41 and 41. They were 500. Now, that's still a little better than what you usually expect for some of those 10 seeds and play-in spots. But if they had 31 wins, Wes, and you compared it to what the standings were last year, they'd finish in the exact same spot as they did last year wow. at 27 and 55. Orlando was 34 and 48. Now, part of this is the Eastern Conference being better because they were good last year. And who's going to get worse, right? Milwaukee's going to be good. Boston's going to be good. Philadelphia's going to be good. Cleveland, New York isn't going to get much worse, in my opinion. I think Brooklyn is going to hold steady enough. No, they won't have KD and Kyrie, but I think they'll hold steady enough. Atlanta, Miami was an eight seed. We saw them get to the finals. Who knows about Chicago, Toronto? It's it's tough to it's tough to try to figure out, okay, Charlotte's going to be better than that team. Because I'm not even done, to be honest with you. Yeah. Indi- Indiana, Orlando's going to get better. Yeah. I, I, I think when you look at, and we know that the NBA doesn't uh, really make an emphasis on the divisions. But when you look at Charlotte's division, it's tough because Orlando's not going to be a pushover. And to me, they're an ascending team. The Miami Heat, they look like they're on the verge of getting Damian Lillard any day now. So they're going to be right. a force still. And so when when you look at those squads and then the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, we know the rivalry that they have with the Hornets. They have DeJounte Murray. They have Trey Young. So they're still going to be a formidable team. They may not be a great team, but and they'll they just be formidable. Murray, so they're not moving yeah. off of And them. Caesar Sportsbook has the Hornets at 29 and a half, but a couple of the other ones have them at 31 and a half. Their tournament drawing is their five for the tournament drawing is tough as well. So the Hornets, and the reason why you emphasize the divisions is because those are the teams that you play the most. So that's where you can get some wins there to try to help you a little bit. And so the Hornets, when you look at the division, all the the teams are ascending. And so the Hornets are really going to have to take that step and prove that the team from two years ago was ready to step up with the additions of Mark Williams and a few of the other young guys and are ready to do what they did that year and beyond. Just another point on the conferences. 
Fitty, this kind of reminds me of the All-Star game where the National League lost nine straight times just because there was clearly one league better. In the NBA, it's always been the Western Conference better than the Eastern Conference, at least since the 2000s, at least since Michael Jordan wasn't playing in the NBA. Then the West took over. Like, MJ's out. It's our time. Spurs, you up. L.A., you up. Even Dallas, go ahead and win a title in between here and there and get to the finals, right? Yeah. Like, the Eastern Conference got a star from the West and Jalen Brunson. The Eastern Conference got a star from the West and Donovan Mitchell. You might get another star from the West and Damian Lillard. It makes it hard over here on this part sure. of the country now. That's what I'm saying. And the Hornets aren't getting any of them. <laughs> now, you're hoping that you have some of this internal improvement and you get a star in the East because LaMelo just becomes a superstar. Because he already is an all-star. That That's factual. He already has that appearance. He's got to stay healthy. But he can be that kind of guy. That's why you don't think about it and you give him the rookie max extension with the trade kicker, who cares, whatever. All the incentive to keep him. But it's going to be tough. Eastern Conference, it's not yeah, your they, older brother. They, they have an uphill climb. It doesn't feel like I should say it's not your father's Eastern Conference because <laughs> East, it, it might be. But it's not your older brother's Eastern Conference. No, it your is Your older not. brother's Eastern Conference watched the Western Conference dominate for so long. Um, speaking of another internal star, we could talk about is Brandon Miller. Okay, could he be someone that produces this year and beyond, right? Just whenever he could get that all-star appearance, whenever he could be considered one of the better players. Did not play in last night's game, will not play, and yes, one more summer league game against Minnesota will happen on Saturday, so we're not quite done, but I expect them to only have one more. No more Brandon Miller, though. Wes, we talked about it a little bit. I know you wanted to see him play. Do you understand why they're holding him out? Um, or do you not really see all that great of a reason and you want no, to see him the rest of the I don't because it looked kind of weak to me because you wait until he has a great game from a statistical standpoint, then you want to sit him down. And so I just feel like you have to continue to let him get the reps because he's shown you in the games prior to that that he still needs to play and get all the reps he can against the Spurs, 16 and 11. But you were 5 of 15 from the field, 3 of 10 from 3. The Lakers, you're 0 of 7 from 3, 4 of 18 from the field, 10 points. We know about the fouls. Uh, you know, you like the assist numbers that you see there. But for the for his tenure during the summer league, 35% from the field, 26% from three. Those are not the numbers uh, that you go into the summer league wanting to see. And I think he just needs to continue to grow and play the NBA game, even though it's not a lot of guys out there that you're going to see necessarily on a night in night out basis. But I think he could just use all of the seasoning that he can get, especially the fact that after this, you're not going to play organized NBA caliber basketball for quite some time. So I don't like it. It just looks like, okay, we're just ready for him to have a good game and then we can sit him down. Wimby, I understand. I still didn't like that one either. Just just let him play. See, I, you make good points. I know you're <laughs> for sure. We can be up on the game as to why they might sit him. Yeah. But I'm also, I I'm feel pretty confident that not many other people are going to put much thought into what you just did. And so it's like, if you're the Hornets, you could stand to have a little grace on a PR front. Gotcha. That's true. You know, like, okay. Which is what I was thinking. Yeah. About. Well, yeah. Brandon Miller goes out, has a good game. Everybody's feeling great. I'm not going to put him out there and have him go four of 12. <laughs> yeah. Why do that? Let's go ahead and have the fan base feeling great. The fan base that booed the pick on draft night, which is lame as hell in my opinion. But that fan base that booed the pick coming on draft night, the mascot who dipped his head in despair 
after Brandon Miller wins the pick. <laughs> Let's go ahead and give Hugo a break, okay? Yeah. Let's give Hugo something to look forward to. Plus, you do, even if it's a little weak, it's just maybe a little bit of a stretch on my part, but it is real. You at least avoid game time injury. At least you can avoid that, and you don't have any Scoot Henderson mess that's going on with Portland where it doesn't look like it's going to be long-term. But Portland's like, all right, well, we just won't play him anymore. This would be stupid. I don't want to get him hurt after he already got his shoulder banged up. So I'm cool with them sitting Brandon Miller right now. Kai Jones, by the way, just to get it clear, Kai Jones is only sitting out because they wanted to give James Najee a start. James Najee, you have a real decision to make with him. Is he going to go back to Barcelona, or do you just want to say, "Look, we'll pay the we'll we'll pay the buyout. I think it's like eight hundred and twenty-five thousand. We'll pay the buyout. We'll have him come over, and he's going to be on the roster." And that's what you're seeing right now, Wes. I don't know how much you watch. I know I keep asking that. James Najee last night defensively, Fitty, who, buddy? I know you can make fun <laughs> of me all you want. He's wild. He's all over the place. He is. He's very active. Woo! I mean, that guy. There, there was one where he just didn't get. Any help whatsoever on pick and roll. Just zero. Bryce McGowan's, I love him. But, man, he's he's a, he's a turnstile. Nick Smith Jr., love what he gave you in the last game. There's not a whole lot of resistance up on the perimeter, okay? So, James Najee's just guarding pick and roll left and right. That guy is having to run from one end of the court to the other. There's one where he didn't get any help on any on in a pick and roll, and he had to stay out on the perimeter. His guy rolls. Probably a little late getting back, but I think he's taken up for some of the perimeter defenders. Guard throws it to his guy in the post. James Najee, foot in the court. <sighs> Let's get back to the post. And then blocks a shot. He blocked the hook shot last night on a seven-footer. Only four blocks posted here. Sometimes Summer League does a bad job of giving you your real stats. I think Najee actually had five. He's nuts on the defensive end. On the offensive end, I've never seen more screen set in my entire life. <laughs> That's all he's doing. On the perimeter, screen, 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 roll. Don't get the ball because we don't have a point guard. Cool. Screen, screen, screen. He's fun to watch, though, defensively. And I don't think he's going to be on the roster. I think he'll play in Barcelona one more year. But he is fun to watch defensively. Yeah, and I think that when you try to look at the ceiling, it's like, okay, you know, how much better than he can he get? Because I just really hate when guys come into the NBA and just are truly limited offensively. We know. Which he is. Yeah, we, no we, we know what Coach likes as far as. Coach Clifford, defensively, what he likes to bring to the table, and we know that Najee can help a lot in those respects. It would be interesting to see, you know, once he gets into the NBA playing against the star caliber players and and how he would do there. But as far as just everything you saw, the hustle, there's a lot there to like. And there have been a lot of players in the NBA that have played that are just like this guy. So I don't see why. If you're the Hornets, you don't try to bring him in and and just see. I don't know how the salaries match or whatever the case may be, but maybe he can earn some minutes for you defensively, especially, again, I'm not sure how the Hornets feel internally about the injury plague season that they had last year, but I know that they probably feel like they can't have enough depth after the season that they had. Um, This guy's also incredible. It has an incredible feel for the game. And there's some discipline stuff uh, every now and then. I mean, the guy's 18, by the way. But it's, there's been so many players oh, that yeah. have come into the league that have just been defensive players that don't have a lot of offensive game that can do what he does. Well, I, I Look, you guys can make fun of me all you want to. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. This guy could be special defensively. I I think that's true. How's we going, Serge Ibaka territory here? The Kimbe Matumbo? <laughs> 
I don't know how special. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a little scared. All right, you you guys called me on Dwight Howard on my fear. Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> okay, okay, stop. I'm David sorry. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could be Will Chamberlain. Can you imagine if that was aggregated semi? WFNZ midday host says James Najee become Will Chamberlain. <laughs> Hakeem Olajuwon s defensively. I'm sending the audio out. I know, I know you're going to. <laughs> I'm gonna see that. Hey, People clout gonna, chasing. We're all clout chasing. Let's get the clout. People are gonna make fun of me. I'm gonna ask around. Who was the leak? It was going to be like in the office when the printers were exploding. And I'm asking, who was the leak that told the press that the printers were exploding? Who told the press that Walker thinks Najee is Chamberlain? He's going to be like, I don't know. And it was him the whole time. Would we really have to ask? No, you wouldn't. Who else would be capable of such a feat here? It would actually look stupid if I said, well, what? You know, who who did it? I can't I can't imagine. I can't think of who did that. You I know, just wonder how think. much would you change if you went viral? Because, I mean, there was a different philosophy <laughs> that came in the studio on Tuesday after going viral over the weekend. Well, I have I've been aggregated one time in my life and it took it took storm a little bit. It was a trade proposal that I talked about with DeAndre Ayton. So this would have been I don't know. Was it a year and a half ago? I think we were talking about that. The Hornets were rumoredly interested in DeAndre Ayton before even this last postseason run, before the Monty Williams-DeAndre Ayton relationship became untenable. I had We were just talking about hypothetical trades, not reporting. I don't report. I don't report anything. Wes does. Wes does, yes. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> are you talking about the, the Charlotte coach thing? Is that well, what you're talking about? Remember his first ever tweets or whatever? He was just reporting. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I knew that's where he was going. DeAndre Presley starting for our man, Monty Edwards. <laughs> but I wasn't reporting anything. And everybody was like, yo, Locked On Hornets host says the Hornets are interested in DeAndre Ayton. No, I didn't. I said it was a hypothetical. That's the only time I got aggregated. But you take the cloud anytime you can get it. Yeah. Unless who who are the aggregators? Do they just sit around with 10 computers? Six radios and just hang out and just it's until just, they hear something that perks their ears. Up. You're just trying to get peak involvement. That's all you're doing. It's like, okay, you know, it's just you talk about clout chasing. That's why I don't love it. You can hear Wes and Walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to three. Sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. Earlier this afternoon on the Kyle Bailey Show. It's a debate over whether or not grown men should wear jerseys. And I, I, I want to restate this again. I didn't start this one. All right. I didn't. I've started this one before years ago. People got upset with me, but I didn't start this one. Uh, Hunter's also wanting to call in. Hunter, you go right ahead. The alternate number is 704-548-7890. Anybody can. Uh, still waiting on uh, AT&T to figure out how to, you know, give us our number back, I guess. I, I, I can't. I still can't fathom. What's going on here? 
But right now, the alternate number is, is working, 704-548-7890, if you want to give us a call. Um, but we'll see. I mean, if, if you've got strong thoughts on this, whether or not to wear a jersey as a grown man, um, are, are we good on jerseys? Moose says, I, want, I just want a Kyle Bailey jersey for the man cave. Uh, that Well, you don't want that because that closely resembles a hockey sweater made of back hair. So you don't need that. What, what was your number, by the way? My number? What number? Yeah, in football. 89. Or no, I'm sorry, 87. I don't know why I said what that. What was baseball? 19. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, 704-570-9610. We have uh, William from Raleigh also checking in. Uh, to say side story, my buddy used to wear a Panthers Bill Goldberg jersey every other day because he could. Good times. Now, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like, if you're going to rock a jersey, make it something like that. Somebody hit me up uh, several texts back. Where was this? Because somebody basically uh, told me, hey, it's it's okay if you go the hoopster route. Here it is. 704 number. Said, KB, it's cool if you pull out like a throwback Larry Johnson or Wesley Walls jersey. That's okay. See, again, for me, it's mostly about I don't like wearing football jerseys. I don't think they're comfortable. I don't want to wear them. Um, I'm also, you know, 37 years old. I'm, I'm not old, but I'm not a, a pup anymore. So, like, for me... I, you're just going to have a hard time getting me into a jersey if it's not one of my kids or one of my nieces or nephews. That's it. Like, otherwise, I'm not really interested personally in owning a jersey of somebody who's like 17 years younger than me. I don't want a Brandon Miller jersey. It's kind of weird to me. But then again, I also am not out here to set all the rules. I'm just saying I don't really want one. Uh, somebody's talking about soccer jerseys. I've had, I've had a few people that are like, soccer jerseys just hit different. Yeah, they do. They're a little loud for me. Um, but as far as the, the guy who said throwback Larry Johnson or Wesley Walls jersey, yes. Like, Fiddy Marlowe was going to rock his Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan uh, jersey. No, Carolina. Oh, was it the Carolina? You're right, it was. I'm sorry. I thought he said Bulls. I'm pretty sure he said Bulls, bro. Um, I don't know. It's I, I think Fiddy said that he had a Bulls Michael Jordan jersey that he was going to wear uh, to the Luke Combs concert tonight. He's like, what do you think, KB? Could I, could I get away with that? And I'm like, yeah, it's dead summer. I was like, what else are you going to wear with it? And he said probably just some, you know, some shorts and – Tennis shoes or something. I was like, it's like some khaki shorts or something. He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, dudes wear that stuff all the time. Like, that's the hoopster look. You, you bring back a Christian Leitner Dream Team jersey. You'll get an Alex English Bucks jersey. Ooh. Give me a Mookie Blaylock's, a Mookie Blaylock Hawks jersey. Sean Bradley 76ers jersey. Percy Hawkins Hornets. Oh, talk to me now. Absolutely. <laughs> Ab give me a Kurt Rambis jersey to wear out to dinner with the lady. You know, no t-shirt. Never a t-shirt underneath, by the way. You do seem like a Kurt Rambis fan. I mean, he started a lot of fights. Um, but, yeah, that, that stuff is fantastic. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you can go the Hornets route, obviously. You want to rock a Rex Chapman jersey out to uh, to the bar one night with some chino shorts and some boat shoes. You go right ahead. I think that's cool. I just don't think football jerseys are comfortable. I hated them when I played in them in high school, and I certainly don't want to wear them out in, you know, all day when it's hot. All right, Hunter's on the line. Let me, let, let's let Hunter explain himself because Hunter is the man who started this here argument this afternoon. Hunter, what's going on, man? Turn him up. We got Hunter? He's up. Hunter. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. All right, put you back hey, on. Hey, are we here now? Yeah, I got you, buddy. Go right ahead. Okay. All right. So, first off, I totally agree with if they're uncomfortable, they are very expensive. If that's why you don't wear them, I have no issue with that. My issue is, is like, people are saying, you're a grown man. Why are you wearing this? I, I mean, we, we still have to be, like, we're – we still have favorite players. We still support those players. We still love those teams. And to be honest, it's, 
we started as kids, and so we grow up with that. I just my thing is like I don't want to represent another man on my back. Like I don't. To me, that's just insecurities that I don't have. So that's just me. But if it's if it's the money argument, if it's the comfort argument, totally get it. And I even understand the I don't want to represent or wear a 17, 18-year-old kid. I get that, too. But to say no to all of them, that's my problem. Yeah, I mean, look, I got to be, Hunter, full disclosure, you're my boy. Like, you and I have had some great interactions, and I love you as a listener. It really is mostly, it's always mostly been about cost and comfort for me. Uh, but I did reach an age where I just, I was like, I don't know if I should be wearing the, a jersey of a guy who's, you know, 12 years younger than me. It's kind of strange. Um but then again, I also don't think there should be a blanket ban on grown men wearing jerseys. If you want to wear one, wear one. I got a problem with that. And I also, and two, I'm not saying if you have a date night with your wife at a five-star restaurant, <laughs> throw a jersey on. I'm just saying if you have a, if you're going to the Bank of America Stadium, if you're going to Spectrum Center, if you're a Braves fan going to Truist Park, to me, that's socially acceptable. Now, if you're wearing them on date night, okay, maybe we talk about that. <laughs> but I'm just saying... If you're going to a sporting event, you're wearing sporting event clothes, fan gear, jersey should be a part of that. That's just my opinion. What if I told you that the ultimate compromise here, and the one that's always made the most sense to me is, if I did buy a jersey, I want my name on the back of it because I am part of the fan base. Yes, no, that's fine. Like, and again, if it's, if, but like Rich Eisen, I'm, I, lo- I lo- like watching him. I watch his stuff all the time. He is anti-jersey, period. Like doesn't it like completely? I guess I maybe I misinterpreted Will, but he yeah because he did say you know he wants his name on the back of it, but I don't know. To me, it's just not that big a deal. All right, no, I think you've started a fun discussion. I appreciate you, buddy. Have a great weekend. Hunter checking in, explaining himself. Um, this is a good call. It's a good call. I just I'm good. I'm good. Now seven. This is another one. All right, 704 number, you know, reiterated that and said, if I, I'm for wearing jerseys, but if I'm paying $100 for one, my name is going to be on it. I tend to agree. Uh, it's I've told this story, and a lot of you know it, but when we took my dad to, to a Dodgers game in 2018, the first time he stepped foot on, uh, on Dodger Stadium, or on the field at Dodger Stadium, we got him down on the field. It was his 60th birthday, the same year the Dodgers turned 60 in L.A., and the Dodgers actually made a custom jersey for my dad. And it had his name on it and the number 60 on the back. I think stuff like that's really cool. Oh, that's badass. I think I think stuff like that is really cool. And I can't think, I'll, I'll always be grateful for the Dodgers doing that for my dad when we were out there. But I think that's really cool. Um, am I going to buy a Brian Burns jersey? Eh. No, I'm not really into it. Not buying a LaMelo jersey. I mean, by all means, go buy him up. But like for me, give me a Hornets hoodie. Give me a zip up. Give me a quarter zip. Give me a, a, I will wear any team gear you give me. I'm just not really interested in jerseys. That's where I'm at until I get a, a kid. And if they want jerseys, you know, then it'll be like father, son, father, daughter Yeah. time. And if we go to a sporting event, that, that's the only time I really wear them anyway, is if I'm watching a game or going to a sporting event. I don't wear them every single day. Right. I only wore them every single day as a kid because... Oh, cool. I get to wear my blue Brad Hoover jersey today. Sure. Now, 704 number just hit me with putting your own name on the back of a Panthers jersey is stupid. Why is everything stupid today? But he says putting your own name on the back is stupid. You did not make the team. Well, sir, by that logic, you are not Brian Burns. (laughs) You didn't make the team. Well, you're not Brian Burns. If you claim you are, show me your birth certificate. What do you think about this? Because when I was at North Wilkesboro, I have forgot to talk, tell you about this. Hmm. There was literally a guy just walking around pit road with a squints jersey from the sandlot. What about movie jerseys? 
Movie jerseys? Yes. Is that a thing? Yeah. Like, I've seen people wear Rick Vaughn jerseys. The Griswold jersey, uh, sweater from... Wait, time out, time out, time out. Are you telling me that I could get a Coyotes jersey with John Moxon's name on the back? I believe so, yeah. Seriously? Yeah, you could probably find it somewhere. Because I would have done that already. I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't know that they make movie tees or movie no. jerseys? Are you telling me that I could have gotten like a Paul Crew jersey from the longest yard? Is that what you're telling me? I believe I'm telling you. Look, I'm looking up uh, Jonathan Moxon jersey. Yep, they're currently on sale at Amazon. You're telling me there are steaming Willie Beeman jerseys out there on the internet to be had. Is yeah, that what eBay, you're saying? Yep. Uh, Varsity Blues John Moxon ones. Uh, yep, $69. Nice. Uh, one from Walmart, $49. Amazon's got it for like $23. I don't know the conditions of these, but uh, yeah. How did I miss? Of course, I mean, I'm not a Jersey guy, so I guess it makes sense that I would miss on some of this. But I had no idea. That's amazing. So I could have had a Booby Miles jersey a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, relatively recently, yeah. Oh, relatively. Okay. This is more something that's popped up over the last decade. I bet it was harder to do it in the mid-2000s than it is now. Wow. But th no, no, I literally saw someone in a squinch jersey from the Sandlot at North Wilkesboro. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, all right, 704-570-9610. Shane Falco just came in. That's great. Somebody's got a, somebody says they've got a Bobby Boucher jersey. Um, can yep, we, can, I've seen that one, yeah. Can we be best friends is my only <laughs> question for you. Uh, the, somebody's got a Will Smith Bel Air jersey. No, I did. that's amazing. Kyle S. says he's got a Jamie Tart from Ted Lasso jersey. Incredible. Somebody's got a Jackie Moon jersey. In fact, it's Mint Hillbilly. I feel way behind on this. I can't believe you've never known about this. <laughs> Josh from Moorhead City said, KB, no, because you are not John Moxon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Planet West Candom High was the... <laughs> I can't do it. You tuned into Instant Replay when the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.